everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today. I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and I'm here with two guests to start our holiday season coverage. This is week one. Yes, it is before Halloween, but <laughs> we are still here to talk about the first weekend of Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas coverage on Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mystery. If we have Liana, and Megan from Hunks of Hallmark on Instagram here to talk about these two movies. And thank you so much, ladies, for coming on the podcast. Thank you. We always have fun. Yes. So happy to be here. Yeah, we have. We've had you on. I haven't had you on since uh, we had you on it uh, summer, right? Is that is that our last time? Yeah. We yeah, I think the, it was the summer. We yeah. Talked about the dubious countdown to summer category. <laughs> the very vague yeah. category. <laughs> but but yeah that was that was a lot of fun well, we are going to talk about the two Chris, we're going to talk about two christmas movies most of our weekly recaps during this during the christmas season will probably have four movies but because this is just the start we only have two so we're going to go into a little more detail in these two movies than maybe we might other weeks but it's going to be fun and uh, so we're going to start with the very first movie that they aired we're going to talk about merry christmas match this is on hallmark movies and mysteries and so this movie uh stars ashley newbrow and kyle dean massey and uh, as your sort of lead characters and it's Corey who works in her mom's antique shop uh puts on a christmas pageant in honor of her late father when a man named Ryder visits her store she wonders if she should have left town to follow her dream of becoming a theater director. So let's talk both of you. What were your overall thoughts about this movie? What about you, Liana? Um, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, at first I thought this might be a little much, but as, it, as I was watching it more and more, I liked it a lot more. And, you know, Kyle is uh, easy on the eyes as well. So that's always nice. Mm -hmm. But overall, I, I enjoyed it. Cool. What about you, Megan? Um, I liked the movie, too. Um, I thought I watched it twice. So the first time I watched it, I felt like it started off slow. And um, so that was kind of off for me. But then when I watched it the second time, it, the pace jumped faster for some reason. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the movie. It was sweet. Yeah, so this movie, I don't understand why they picked it to start off the season. I felt like this movie was not up to a Hallmark level as far as production and acting and even writing. I. I don't know. I I'm not gonna say I hated it. It was fine to watch, but there were a lot of weird stuff and a lot of strange like I don't know. I just <laughs> it wasn't my favorite, but uh, I don't know. It was there was just some odd choices that they made, I thought, in the movie. First of all, yeah. I want to say if you're gonna have two long songs in your movie, why on earth do you not have Kyle Dean Massey, Broadway singer, <laughs> sing mm -hmm. the songs? Like, find a way. <laughs> because mm -hmm. uh, 
And I don't know, there was just a lot of weird choices like that, that I was kind of like, what? So we're, we're going to break it down, but basically you have Ashley Newbro's character. She works at this antique store and her mom, like the summary isn't really right. Like her mom's like, why are you staying here? Go. Like she's doing it because she feels this sense of guilt for her dad that she needs to keep the shop alive. And her mom doesn't even feel that guilt. And the thing I think that was weird is it wasn't just the store, because we've seen the Save the Store a million times, but she mm-hmm. had so many things. I swear it was, the, there was like the theater and there was the like community center and there was her the pageant and there was, I don't know, I just felt like the list was so long <laughs> of all the stuff. It was definitely excessive. Yeah, the stuff that her dad, that she was trying to in memory of her dad. And so that was kind of weird. And so, yeah, Kyle Dean Massey shows up and he's like, Mr. LA guy. (laughs) Right. And so like real estate cat tycoon. And uh, they have this meet cute where he wants to buy this clock from her. And Mm -hmm. so how did you feel about their chemistry between them? What do you think? uh, Um, well, um, well, first of all, the meeting with um, Ryder and Corey's mom was very cringy for me. <laughs> I was just uncomfortable during that whole moment. It was and, weird. It uh, really was. Yeah, it, just, it was like, please hurry up. And um, as far as their chemistry, I don't know. It, it was okay, I guess. Um, I think they really wanted it to be there. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't really feel it as much. Yeah, and and I always thought, well, the uh, writer first comes in and he's kind of, you know, not real, like kind of being a jerk, snooty and stuff. And then like literally two days later, he's like in love. <laughs> and yeah. I thought they were going to use that storyline of like him being like kind of snooty and then him kind of turning it around and then them coming together so I thought that turnaround of him liking her happened like too quickly too quickly or like you just it just sounded like you were too cool for her and now you adore her so that was that was weird but then I already thought like the beginning was like dragged out so I don't know where they would have put it in (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. Like they were expected to, we were expected as viewers to to accept that they were instantly in love with each other. Right. Yet it didn't even seem like they liked each other. It was, it was really, it kept flipping back and forth a lot. I felt like. Yeah, it was like sell me the clock or don't, and then it was like I love you right after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they. Yeah. It was. It was. It was interesting, and so and her friend. Jillian. She is mm-hmm. an actress and she went to she left the small town. And how far away is the small town supposed to be from LA? Okay. <laughs> okay, thank you that you brought this up because they said they kept mentioning Big Bear, like, oh, the fancy resort in Big Bear, or just like the town over. Big Bear's only like two hours from LA. It's really okay. not that far. Yeah. 
we live in LA. We know this. <laughs> so she, yeah, she does all of the festivals. She does all of the the pageant, the everything. And uh, she says that she tells Jillian that I hate the Sky Rider. He's the worst. And Jillian <laughs> says, I think he likes you. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, what? Why would you say that? I don't understand. And is Jillian dating Ryder's uh, friend, that other guy? Yeah. Yeah. So, Baby. yeah. Why wouldn't she know? Like, if they have this mutual connection, they were acting like they'd never seen each other before or known anything about each other. I think they just started dating in okay. the beginning of the movie. I think it was still new. Yeah, okay. definitely the new the new boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, but I've written down, boy, they're both getting Twitter pated really easily. They've both fallen in love oh, yeah. very easily. And so I know that fashion is very subjective. <laughs> I thought her that red dress that she was wearing it with like the peasant sleeves and the the kind of it, it needed a corset <laughs> to be that kind of a dress um mm. it was in my opinion one of the ugliest dresses i've ever seen i thought it was so unflattering to this beautiful actress <laughs> this woman ashley newbrow and i just i, I is that a i just couldn't understand <laughs> Like, why on earth would you pick this hideous dress? <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys, maybe it's a new fashion that I'm not, uh, I'm an old fogey or something, but did you, did you like the dress? That red dress? It wasn't my favorite. I'm thinking someone just donated it to the antique <laughs> store. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like really, I think if you if you are gonna wear it looked like something you'd wear at medieval times, but if you are gonna wear something like that, you need like a corset to, to, make, <laughs> to tighten it up. To make you wear like the beer wedge, you know what I'm saying? At, at medieval times. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I don't know. I thought it was so ugly. I just hated it. So the <laughs> I I felt like Again, we kind of talked about this, but I felt like she was pretty rude to him for supposedly oh, yeah. being like Twitter pated with him. But you know that she, he's just this greedy rich guy, and how dare he? And I was just kind of like, um, okay, that's a weird way to treat a human. What is going on? And and, yeah, and the I movie had yeah, the movie had a weird depiction of of wealthy people in general <laughs> because you have that. That so, that winter so, soiree <laughs> later on. Oh, right. Yeah. Very <laughs> where, bougie. Yeah, where there's just like the sled with people putting in literal cash into the, into the <laughs> sled. And I'm like, it seems like I could like blow away. It just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. And, <laughs> it is windy in California around that time. So I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Well, but then you have like this kind of weird portrayal because he, he's supposed to be a bad man of business kind of. But he never really is. And so it just makes her, her look like kind of a jerk. And yeah. And then his mom is supposed to be kind of the worst and, and not good. But she, then she offers her her job and is like, nice. So I don't know. It was confusing to me what they were trying yeah, to I do. Know. Yeah, I agree with that because they gave off the vibes that 
him and his family are going to be these snobby rich people in California. But turns out, like, everybody's really nice. His, His mom is really nice. His dad is really nice. He's super nice, too. It was very confusing yeah they were all welcoming they're like yeah. corey yeah. the corey yes yeah come on over do you need a job here's one that's what i was thinking what's happening and also like i said you can't have a million things that have super sentimental value like she was getting upset about the, the winter musical there's the pageant yeah. there's the antique store there's the you know like you can't do that like you have to pick one <laughs> yeah it was, she was just a lot to she handle was a lot yeah and so let's get back to the music a little bit not only do you have a broadway level talent kyle dean massey that could be singing and mm-hmm. this girl tried i'm not gonna be mean she tried to sing but <laughs> here's the word i want to say to all christmas movie makers and I said this last year, I'm going to repeat it again in hopes that someone will listen. Don't have your singer sing A Holy Night. Don't do it. It's a really hard song. It's a beautiful song, but it's really hard. And I know these, like, these starlets want to, you know, like, want to have the diva song. But even mm-hmm. the divas struggle singing A Holy Night. <laughs> it's true i mean like mariah carey and diana ross and and whitney houston and people like that have sung this song badly and (laughs) oh holy night is really hard it goes a whole octave (laughs) so you have to be able to sing good low and you have to be able to sing good high and you have to be able to sing good in general whereas if you had just (laughs) sung the first Noel. That's an easy song. And it sounds nice. Right. Just that's it. And I just, that's my soapbox for this episode of the podcast. Thank you for having us on your TED Talk. Yes, thank you. I really yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, and I just thought it was a weird, weird, weird plot thing. She's not as, is, is Jillian a singer? I thought she was an actress. No, she's, she's an actress, and it really felt like she was a soap opera actress at best. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, yeah. Like it, which is fine as well, but it's, I feel like they made her out to be, like, this really big star in California, but it really wasn't. <laughs> like, it, it just, I got soap opera vibes, yeah. which is not bad, per se, but, yeah, she's not a singer. No, it was a weird choice to me and yeah then we have Ryder says to her I see you and I just want to help you and yet he's still sort of portrayed as sort of the bad man of business and and then they have a near kiss mm-hmm. oh yeah Mindy oh my oh, gosh Mindy. She, Mindy at that moment she was the worst her timing <laughs> was impeccable yeah. <laughs> well also she wouldn't stop touching his shoulder <laughs> She really was was pretty grabby. (laughs) She was the Patrice of this movie. She was. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, and also, did you notice that that nobody's ever allowed to be alone in this movie? Ever. Uh, Everybody 
everybody has an entourage of a worshipful entourage whether it's the guy at the helping out at the store the yeah mindy um you have yeah you have victoria you have his mom you have her mom yeah no one's allowed to be alone no because that's not christmasy i guess you have to have an entourage and i guess uh yeah and we they have this little snowball fight and oh yeah uh, he says our stars uh crossed (laughs) this weekend (laughs) like was that a romeo and juliet reference or something are they star crossed lovers i saw that the first time i i was like oh i i enjoyed that line or the my shooting star or whatever he says yeah and i was like all right yeah Yeah. you pulled me in i think this movie is probably best appreciated as a kind of campy soap opera but then i wish they kind of leaned into that even more and just been a little more over the top with it but uh but yeah (laughs) because it is kind of melodramatic at times and i i feel like uh hallmark has been trying to avoid some of this like really cheesy love at first sight kind of thing you don't see as much anymore Mm -hmm. But this one kind of leaned mm-hmm. into that. Uh, and yeah. he says, come to the city with me. <laughs> come to the city. <laughs> it's the city of dreams. Um, and and she, she doesn't want to go into the city. As any good Hallmark heroine would not want to go into the city. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. City bad. <laughs> city bad. Uh, so <laughs> she's scared to go into the city for a visit. And... Uh, Jillian says, you are the bravest person I know, and you will never fail me. And so she's scared. And, uh, and she says uh, that she, she, Jillian says, you got to go into the city to see what this relationship is. And I'm just right, kind of right. like, what? <laughs> I'm just so confused. <laughs> you got to use a phrase from the next movie. You got kind of eye contacty towards each other. <laughs> and well, it's weird. Like, they didn't even give each other, like, their phone numbers to even no. keep in contact. Like, you know, even though you think you're that far away, I mean, you guys could, like, text each other. Right. Often. Yeah. And yeah, it was just kind of accepted that, okay, we're in love with each other. But they didn't even have, like, that's why I'm saying they should have leaned into the soap opera elements and been really swoon worthy about each other and be like i love you you know or whatever like made it really over the top and then that would have been more fun i think than this like we're not gonna say it a little bit i don't know it was weird it was just a weird dynamic yeah it felt like we missed yeah, scenes there were scenes missing yeah <laughs> it was just fresh it was and- the reindeer talk Oh, the reindeer. Because once she talked about the reindeer, she was like, "All right, I'm in." She's the one. She's the one. She knows all of Santa's reindeer are female. Yeah, he gives her this reindeer necklace, and evidently that is the key to her heart. Yeah, she got triggered. She (laughs) (laughs) she got her. She wore it all the time. That was it. Game over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be pretty excited, I guess, if I got a reindeer necklace from from Kyle Dean Massey, but I don't know. I mean, it was just very, I hadn't heard her mention reindeers before that point, so he really nailed it as far as the gift. 
Yeah, he knew. He was a great listener. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, and so then there's this weird photo shoot with Jillian. Do we know how far in advance this is of Christmas? Is this a week or two weeks or something like that? Because um, it was I feel like it was a little like three weeks maybe because they were practicing the pageant. Yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I can't tell. So, <laughs> yeah. so, the, so this photo shoot, because it wasn't, she's not modeling a product or anything like that. She was just like, it was just a weird photo shoot. I was confused. Right. It was a filler scene. <laughs> I know. But, but I need, I expect, I expect more from my weird random LA su- supporting character photo shoot. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Well, yeah, it was, it was weird. Anyway, so yeah, the photo shoot was weird. And, uh, and then, uh, then there's the Christmas soiree we talked about mm-hmm. and it it did just it just made me laugh like i said i was i was a little bored watching this movie and so i was texting and i was like <laughs> i was just like this is, it's like a a weird strange version of the whole party scene in la la land <laughs> i was like why aren't they jumping into yeah. the pool i don't know i'm very confused i expect to see uh i expect to see ryan gosling there doing like 80s cover songs <laughs> <laughs> But so yeah, there's a whole sleigh full of cash and checks, and right. and so uh, she says thank you to the for the necklace, and this is where we find out the comet is Santa's most special necklace, special reindeer. Uh, so yeah. did you know that about comet? I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know either. <laughs> We're learning. I um, learned a lot about reindeer yeah, during this movie. <laughs> I know that Comet, the reason why he's special is because he knows the star system best. That's why they named him Comet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so evidently as a as a young reindeer, he already when they were naming him, they already knew that. So that's pretty good of Santa. So <laughs> and then this costume party. So then like is it the next day that's the costume party? Or is that part of yes. the... Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, it was the more next day. Yeah. yeah, I think it's so the next day. That's when she gets the job offer. And, right. and she says to his mom, I can't, I can't just take a job in the city. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> like, what you want to do? No, it was funny to me. And so uh, and you get a lot of flirting between the two of them. And he's mm-hmm. also dressed as Rudolph at one point, which is pretty nice. I did like her. Oh, little- yeah, and his onesie. Yeah. He knows how to get to her heart. I mean, obviously, I mean, it does make sense because if she was so excited about the necklace, dressing up yeah. as a reindeer, right. it's going to be really He knows good. exactly what she likes. That's right. And... Uh, yeah, and so they're pretty flirty. I did love her. I actually loved her little outfit with like the pillbox hat, and the yeah, was it was super really cute. cute. That was really cute. And so Victoria, uh, that she sa- says that, uh, that oh we're going to he he says oh we're going to 
uh, wine country to see a property. And he finally gets her phone number. He finally gets uh, Ashley's character's phone number. I can't remember her name. Ashley's phone number. And I'm like, this is Corey. Corey. (laughs) You've already been swearing on the stars and giving her expensive necklaces and getting your mom to give her a job. (laughs) Why have you not gotten her phone number sooner? What is going on here? I don't know. It was funny. I know. But you don't typically see stuff like that in Hallmark movies. Like right, giving right, numbers yeah. out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like they automatically have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's already in their like phone. <laughs> yeah. And so he gets her number and uh, she gives him one of her dad's old watches. And... Uh, and she tells him if you possess something unique it shouldn't collect dust which is what he had said to her about the clock at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. movie so that was cute i liked that that was nice yeah and uh and then victoria storms in and uh and then um basically it's like oh we're going to wine country to look at this house and and then she gets very upset. Corey, Ashley, gets very upset. And she thinks that, that he's secretly cheating on her. <laughs> Which is so ridiculous. But again, I felt like they should have right. leaned into the melodrama even more. Like it was, I don't know, it been even more soapy. But, uh, but, but yeah, she's, she's crying. She's very upset. When... <laughs> literally a five minute conversation would clear this whole thing up yeah it's not it's not something to get upset over and so that was frustrating she storms out and and then he in return to try to make up he buys like tons of stuff from her antique store and he's trying to fix the clock Mm-hmm. and uh, he says the only place where time has stopped is here in this clock <laughs> and then he finally <laughs> fixes the clock so what was... a line <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so it was pretty exciting and so then her mom tells her that her dad uh, had another girlfriend before uh she met <laughs> uh, before they met and right. uh, that basically says uh, that, you know, things had to like, there had to be a timing for everything. And they have this, then they have this pageant and where we get more singing and it was quite the show, this little pageant, it was quite the, the thing. So, and then she announced at the beginning of the uh at the pageant this is gonna appear last year that she's going to go move to the city which i was also confused by because she just stormed out i'm what is happening and i'm like and and it was surprising because i like she's moving to the city what is happening here in this hallmark movie like this is a very weird ending it it was an opposite (laughs) yeah she's going to the big city yeah yeah so she's leaving the small town 
Yeah. I kind of liked that. I kind of liked how yeah. it was um, different than than other movies. Yeah. But instead, she is going to go to the big city and see yeah. how it goes. Yeah. yeah. And he I kind of liked it, too. Thing. I kind of liked it, too. Uh, so yeah. then we have, he fixes the clock. So that's very exciting. And Jillian sings again. <laughs> Some <laughs> random song. I was like, okay. And uh and then they see each other and he says, You're the only you're the only place uh, you're you're the only place I want to spend Christmases with. And oh, and then, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get our ending. And but it was kind of abrupt the ending. Yeah, like, it was like I guess Christmas here and a lifetime with you. And I thought, whoa girl. Yeah, and like they haven't even been on a date. Yeah, just like a hot chocolate walk. Yeah, they just, just got hot walk. chocolate. I and, and been what to a party. Yeah, right. Yeah, it wasn't the hot chocolate. I don't know. But they, it was definitely love pollution because they fell in love that fast. <laughs> Maybe it was a hot toddy. I, I mean, <laughs> if he could fall in love with her in that hideous dress, then <laughs> it probably is true love, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a weird movie. I actually, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm sounding way harsher on it than when I was watching it. I was just like, eh, it's fine. Like, I didn't hate it, but it is definitely one of my lowers of the year just because yeah. just, I just didn't think it was very well made. I didn't think it was very well written. I didn't think that the acting was, was great uh, from, I mean, I thought Ashley and Kyle were fine uh, with what they were given, but I thought most of the other acting was, was felt kind of amateurish to me and i i don't know i just didn't think it was up to my normal hallmark standards yeah yeah so uh how many crowns would you give this hmm. i guess i could give it a i give it three crowns mm-hmm. and i'll give it 3.25 but I still, like, it ended so abruptly, like, I kind of wanted, like, kind of a sequel to see where it goes, because I still feel like there's some story there to tell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm open to that if it happens. Yeah. Because, you know, they'll be in LA. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, you know, I was entertained. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it two crowns um just because i just didn't think it was up to the normal standards i'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast they are a really cool subscription service called glamour jewelry box that you can subscribe to and you can get five dollars off your first month subscription right now at glamourjewelrybox.com use the code hallmarkies to get a discount which is really fun and basically this subscription service they help you with finding that perfect piece to finish off it's kind of like the the uh the deer necklace that's just the right thing in merry christmas match the thing that's sometimes the right necklace can be just the the ticket and so every month the glamour jewelry box they send you a bracelet a necklace and a pair of earrings and you get to keep all three and they're it's affordable and they're well made and really pretty and so it's a really fun it would make a great gift for a person in your life for this holiday season uh, so check out glamour jewelry box and right now you can get five dollars off your first month subscription glamour jewelry box.com 
use and use code Hallmarkies. Talk about the Hallmark Countdown to Christmas film. So this was the Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses. And this was based on the book by Jenny Hale. And we got to, I got to interview Jenny Hale, which aired on Saturday. So if you haven't listened to that interview, definitely check it out. Uh, the book is slightly different, but most of uh, So this one stars Jill Wagner and Matthew Davis in his Hallmark debut. Were you so excited to have Warner? <laughs> In, oh my god warner <laughs> yeah in the in the well, are you excited to welcome it into the hallmark family you made it out of yale <laughs> yeah, harvard. Harvard, harvard or harvard yeah harvard. Uh, <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> of course he matthew davis is in was in legally blonde and who's the kind of the villain in that film and uh, so it was fun to see him in a hallmark movie and of course joe wagner we love and it's, this this movie is single mom abby takes a leap of faith to pursue her passion for interior design when she gets hired to decorate the estate of local businessman nick abby must complete the job by christmas eve with the holidays fast approaching abby must figure out how to break down the wall between her and nick as this could be the opportunity that jump starts her career. So, <laughs> Liana, start with you. What was your overall thoughts about this movie? Um, I I was okay with it. I I enjoyed it overall as well as the other movie. Um, but it was it was cute. Yeah. What about you, Megan? <laughs> um, I like the movie too. I think what bothered me the most is that I couldn't separate Warner. Warner. Oh no. Nick. So I'm all like, and it's been over 15 years and I don't know why I'm all like, this guy is such a jerk. Don't talk to him. <laughs> so that was like in the back of my mind. But I mean, of course, ultimately I did enjoy the movie. Very Christmassy. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really sweet and had a lot of really good things about it. I think that it is true that it should be called Christmas Wishes and Eye Contacty Moments. <laughs> Not Mistletoe <laughs> Kisses. <laughs> because, yes, there was no Mistletoe Kisses throughout the whole film. No, just very disappointing. Yeah, just the eye contact. And the son talked about mistletoe, and that was it, I think. Yeah. There was the one time where they're standing under mistletoe, but then they broke the oath of the mistletoe and didn't kiss, which is very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, shame on them. They I mean, needed to be kicked out of the store. <laughs> I know, you can. You should at least kiss her on the cheek. Come on. It's like, be a man. <laughs> not even a pat on the back. <laughs> no, nothing. That was fair. But, uh, but I guess in the movie's defense, Hallmark titles don't matter at all. Very true. I mean, there are some that there's literally nothing about Connected. about the title at all. Like I remember when, uh, when, um, they they had the movie with Bobby Campo, uh, where it, they ended up calling it Sharing Christmas about him being the advisor coming to the mom and pop store 
And it was originally called The Christmas Shop. And that makes sense because it's literally about a Christmas shop. And then they change it to be called Sharing Christmas. I'm like, what? (laughs) There's nothing sharing. There's no sharing happening. (laughs) Not even a cookie. No. (laughs) Like, why did they call it that? I have no idea. She starts out the movie. She's kind of hesitant to take this big job because she's really concerned about spending time with her son. And did you guys, what did you guys think of that dynamic about how worried she was about balancing being a mom versus taking on this new job? I mean, I understand how she wanted to be with her son, but I think she was ready to start this new project. I mean, it was with a billionaire, so I think she shouldn't have even thought twice about it. She <laughs> yeah. Should- she should have gone with it yeah because which she did did. i I think that she was maybe hiding a little bit behind that because she was scared but right and mom guilt is something fierce and it can be really bad uh and so because she was worried about stuff throughout the movie that i was just kind of like like does your kid is it really that important to go to every rehearsal of the play when you have this major project and your dad is going to be there especially when there's all this snow and and delays and whatever like i kind of felt like why does she have to be there at the dress rehearsal why is that so important it's not even the actual event right as long as she's at the event then it should be smooth right yeah i was confused by that donna mills plays the mother of the uh the matthew davis's character and uh, she's you know a scheming matchmaker <laughs> and i think she spread her scheming matchmakerness throughout the uh the old folks home or whatever where abby works because i loved that scene with <laughs> when the old man tries to set her up with dr mike at the beginning yeah, that was so yeah. funny to me and and what did we think of dr mike hot yes oh dr mike <laughs> can we all schedule an appointment yeah. that yeah. Yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah i liked dr mike a lot i thought that he was very dreamy and also like a really fun side character and yeah like a viable option for her not just a bad man of business so i appreciated that that was fun and yeah uh, and so Anyway, so the Donna Mills character basically says, come and decorate for our whole company. Because basically they're all in the big house now because there's some, they're renovating or rebuilding or whatever the main office. So they're, they've all moved everything temporarily over to the house. And so it all needs to be redecorated to get ready for this gala that they're throwing. And so she decides that she's going to do it and she talks to her dad about it first and i mean basically her dad was sort of an exposition dump character but i liked him a lot i thought he was really really sweet her dad yeah Yeah. i agree Mm -hmm. yeah and so then we get to meet her little boy and this kid i mean he was so cute i thought (laughs) like just adorable. yeah he was adorable oh when he met nick it was cute how he was just kind of like eh, yeah you're tall 
ran away. She's like, I'm afraid of tall people. (laughs) (laughs) Shy tall people. That was very cute. And so then we have uh, we have Kate, who is the uh, the uh, what are they calling it? He's the SVP. SVP. She's like senior vice president. Yeah, Yeah. SVP uh, for the company works with uh, with I almost said works with Warner. (laughs) i know um, we could so, just call him that <laughs> yeah we could we could and so he she works with him what did you think of the portrayal of that character what did you think of kate she was snobby and very rude and i didn't know where it was going to lead towards the end but i that was clarified at the end of it all but she made it very easy in the beginning not to like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in the be- beginning, yeah, I wanted to throw darts at her photo. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I don't think anything that she did was particularly wrong. Like, she was just being, a like, I hate the whole ice woman of business trope. They, right. in these yeah. kind of movies that someone's demonized mm-hmm. just from for working hard and doing a good job mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. i thought that they actually kind of did a pretty good job of kind of just making her a hard worker and but then she's definitely has moments where she's rude to abby mm-hmm. um and so mm, it wasn't perfect but i i appreciated i felt like there was a little bit of nuance in in her character that you don't always see in these type of of women in these movies so i I appreciated that uh and so she uh they arrive and uh and i was confused because when he opens the door and he sees her he's like a fronted back he's like (gasps) and then she's like shocked to see him i don't understand why like how did she not know yeah, wasn't she there for an appointment and they were getting ready to do interviews? I don't understand yeah, why surprise. I think she was just surprised that it was the same man that she bumped into who was like grinchy like the night before or something. Okay. Oh, was, okay. I think that was the whole aspect of it. Was like, you. You. <laughs> okay. You who doesn't like Christmas anymore. Yeah. I think that was just it. So what did you think about this whole interview thing that happens so they they give her i think a pretty standard interview to be honest and she uh she i guess she yeah she wanted them to look at her her portfolio more than they did yeah and she she, was triggered yeah she really was triggered and she you know says i didn't really have a chance at this and i would have done a really good job for you and how dare you and kind of a thing and so she's very upset and what did you think about that did you buy it or did you think it was a little a little much it it was a bit much it was so cringy to watch (laughs) because they didn't really do anything to warrant that kind of reaction it just came out of nowhere yeah all right lady chill (laughs) chill out (laughs) yeah I mean, yeah, I I basically agree because it was just a standard interview. I mean, maybe maybe yeah. when I was in the job hunt years ago, I should have 
I should have been more proactive. You were never going to hire me to begin with. (laughs) They're calling security. (laughs) Any other place would have called security. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It was interesting. And, uh, and the, I think what the, maybe the best part of the whole thing was when she says, uh, you know, your company all started with a mail clerk that the banker mm-hmm. gave a chance to. And, <laughs> but I, even as she said that, I was like, I bet the mail clerk didn't say that to the baker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what got to, that's what got to Nick's heart just because. Uh, you know yes, he seemed to have a very yes he seemed to have a very soft spot for his dad anything involving his dad so i think that's yeah. why and and so he says he he goes and he says uh you have a vision and i admire that and i like your spunk <laughs> yeah so i guess that's what's that's called <laughs> nowadays um yep <laughs> So, yes. So then the next part of the movie for about mm, at least 15 minutes is her trying to get to talk to Nick about what he wants for the design. And at yeah. first he gives her three and a half minutes. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a designer. But I feel, do you feel like her requests for his time? were reasonable i mean i guess she wanted to do a good job and make maybe have like a personal touch to it but as a designer she should just kind of know what to do and what not to do isn't his mom enough like if i'm yeah right like he in those three and a half minutes gave quite a bit of what he liked and yeah and they have other furniture other stuff in there so Mm -hmm. she should be able to get kind of an idea of like and here's the architecture of the home here's what you know the style of the home like i i I feel like most designers wouldn't need would just be able to show them her sketches and they'd be like okay check 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 but obviously they needed Mm -hmm. to find a way to force them to be spend more time together but i was just kind of like she was so she was just like i can't do my job unless you're without your input and i'm thinking i don't think that's true (laughs) and so she goes to the one of the rehearsals for the play and dr mike is there with his helping Mm -hmm. his niece i I always like how these hunky guys always have a niece and uh, so that was uh, i enjoyed that uh, it was great and i liked that she called him imperious i mean she called nick imperious to her dad she said nick is imperious which i looked it up it's assuming power or authority without justification arrogant and domineering <laughs> which is confusing because yeah. literally yeah. he just expected to do what he'd hired her to do yes so the definition did not fit. <laughs> I think it didn't fit. But I appreciated the vocabulary expansion in the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh then and Dr. Nick, he was really cute too with little Max and getting the, the candy cane from out of behind his ear. 
Oh yeah, that was cute. That was really cute. I like that. Uh, so Mike through. Uh, and and I also was really confused when she's talking to Nick, and she he says, "Oh, I love Picasso or whatever," and she says, "Oh, when I was I'm amazed you knew who Picasso was. I liked all I knew was Lisa Frank," and I'm thinking. You're supposed uh, to be the artist. He's the businessman. You're supposed to be. <laughs> First of all, who doesn't know Picasso? And second of all, thank you for the Lisa Frank shout out. I know. I did like the Lisa Frank shout out. And yeah. I mean, I think that most people who become designers and stuff, they <laughs> they learn. They, they would know other ones. They other and they like really like art growing up and stuff and you know they're really artistic people as opposed to this businessman that was funny to me but it was interesting and and so she ends up decorating the the house with at least the entryway with uh with two christmas trees and uh lots of garland up and down the banister and he uh-huh. she finds his old ornaments uh and First, Kate's like, ugh, why do we have this old ornaments? <laughs> and and uh, yeah, and then Nick's like, I like this Christmas stuff. It was a nice touch, you know. So so he's 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 coming around. He's coming around. And so then we find out that uh then they have this whole scene because Nick overhears because uh, Kate says, look, you're over your head here. You should just quit. We'll give you a good reference. It'll be great. And and, then, and so she goes outside, which she might have wanted to wait until she was at least in her car to <laughs> to make this call. She's like bad-mouthing her employer. Probably not a good idea. But she's she's talking to her dad and just saying how that uh, – that, he won't help her at all and i i keep making all the wrong choices and very frustrating and nick overhears her and so his grinchy heart is <laughs> it grows like one size and he decides that he's going to help her and and then uh, so then he's just going to go shopping with her and he says, I'm making a very rare, rare exception. And I don't know. I thought all of this was really cute. And I did think that, did you, did you feel like Matthew Davis and Jill Wagner had nice chemistry? Yeah. Um, ultimately they were, they were cute together. I, I mean, she brought out a lot of him. Like she brought out the Christmas in him and I thought that was really sweet. So I felt the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like she, she, I feel like Jill Wagner. She, she did a lot, and she, she did good. Yeah, and so yeah, I like this whole shopping, shopping sequence, and uh, and he says, "I bet you're one of those people who start playing Christmas music before Halloween," which was really <laughs> funny. That was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> the movie's airing <laughs> before Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> that made me yep. laugh. It's like, I wonder if they knew that when they put in that line, if they already knew or if it was just uh, luck. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and she is pretty over the top. She sees that China and she's 
she's like waxing poetic about the person who ate it on their Christmas dinner and whatever. <laughs> and, and he's like, okay. A bit much. He's like, that's mismatching China. I don't think Kate would like that at all. <laughs> and so he says, have you, she says, have you always been so grinchy or are you just trying to antagonize me? And then it was so cute. I loved it. He says, well, all the who's down in Whoville. Yeah, that was really cute. It was so cute. Yeah, his joke. He told told a joke. I thought that was so cute. I love that. And then there's this whole thing about she sees this table and she has this vision (laughs) of of it being used in the gala, which she is not currently planning, but (laughs) she thinks it should have gingerbread on top and then it'll be the best table in the whole world and so he decides that he is going to get her to plan the gala and uh, and to work with walter who was the best i loved walter oh yeah oh, walter was great <laughs> he reminded me of bruno from <laughs> <laughs> he, he is ready to judge <laughs> yeah like, he really is he seemed like he should be one of the judges on that new hallmark cooking cookie show <laughs> he should be yes, of walter yeah. <laughs> yeah so then they get this is where they break the oath of the mistletoe when they're just about to buy oh, the table yeah, yeah. which i think Shun. that it's very risky <laughs> for a commercial establishment to have mistletoe i wouldn't yeah. recommend <laughs> everyone's gonna be kissing <laughs> i know and it could lead to some awkwardness like what if you have two employees maybe married to other people that all of a sudden are working and they're underneath the missile <laughs> the rules are the rules yeah. in the in the world of me too i don't think having corporate mistletoe is a good idea i think it's bad i'm surprised it's not banned i know, I know. not but, in the hallmark world that's true yeah but yeah he should have just kissed her on the cheek come on or even her hand or yeah. something what yeah yeah something warner <laughs> that could have been cute if he had like really cute kissed her hand like that would have been adorable something he just walks away yes. <sighs> that, was, that was very <laughs> well, disappointing i want to get hashtag me too i guess <laughs> yeah i mean he's her boss i guess that's true so then oh she had also seen this nutcracker in the store which she really liked and so nick leaves and then uh the uh and then he ends up sending her the nutcracker from the store in a box that was cute very cute very cute and i and i think this is around when she first tells her dad that they've had all these eye contacting moments which i love yeah. like the best phrase ever yeah. eye contacting moments so that's yeah. that's gonna be one of my new phrases i think for hallmark movies <laughs> they had an eye contacting moment <laughs> and so then there's this big cookie decorating party at the senior center i think i think uh but anyways cookie decorating party and uh that's when she meets with walter and he is just yeah. the best and hilarious and uh, and i was a little bit confused though because shouldn't this just be past hors d'oeuvres 
there's like dancing it's like late late it's a gala but like then the meal that he showed was very like sit down we're gonna have turkey goose and because americans <laughs> evidently think pork is fancy then you're gonna have ham and so i was kind of like what what is this food i guess there's gonna be some kind of buffet or something so i didn't, I, I didn't know how quite the mechanics that walter was working under here for the uh, for the food but he just wanted everything yeah needs the there's a whole cute scene where she ends up doing a cookie repair on the on the cookie and dr mike is like you need to save the cookie and that was oh cute. yeah i like that that was really cute and especially Anything for dr mike yeah and especially because you could see nick the whole time like side-eyeing him the whole time like oh, yeah. oh. i liked nick when he was he jealous was rising up the competition yeah nick jealous was my favorite it was good and Same. yeah yeah and, uh, and that's when also nick says have you ever made a ginger house gate she's like no how do they do that <laughs> and uh and then they have this whole scene in the boathouse uh where they have another eye contacty moment and it's when she first hears his story about uh these carolers that came in nantucket in this special memory of the house of his dad and but yeah another Another near kiss, another eye contacting moment in the boathouse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, and then her dad says, You have so much of your heart to share. I think it's time for you to get back out there. And so that's when she goes to talk to Dr. Mike and she says, Dr. Mike, do you still eat? <laughs> that was funny. So you. Like, yes, I think I do and uh and so yeah and so she ends up snowed in the painters can't come so uh, they're uh they're all trying to get everything done and he ends up rolling up his sleeves and he's like i i can tell when there's work that needs to be done i thought that was really cute and yeah this is when she's all really worried about making the rehearsal for the for the play the pageant which again i was just kind of mm -hmm. like it's a high maintenance kid here he, she gets a little pine needle in her hair and and that and he kind of leans up they get another eye contacty moment but i thought that was so cute when he's like taking the pine needle out of her hair yeah it was very cute yeah i i love it in these movies when they give like little times throughout the movie little times for them to sort of touch in just like little ways and it really helps build the chemistry so by the time they actually do get together you're like really feeling it it goes to the aurora borealis which is a pop-up restaurant i guess evidently and <laughs> yes and this was one of my favorites whole sequences in the movie first of all when walter says to nick <laughs> she was going on her date and then nick's like date <laughs> it's like oh yeah, yeah that thing we're two people spend time getting to know each other and <laughs> the doctor of hers is taken to aurora borealis and uh -huh. I, I don't know i just thought that this whole thing was so funny and so cute when so he's like to kate he's like we gotta go we gotta go to dinner and and so then they show up at the restaurant <laughs> and as soon as as soon as they uh they get there you can tell that kate's like oh my gosh what are they 
I know. He's and like, let's it, say hi. <laughs> and I feel like there was like a noticeable change in her character from like that point on. When I mean, she does get yeah. mad at him at a certain point, but but she's still, I don't know. There, I just felt like there was something different about her, where she's sort of aware now that this of what is happening, and yeah, she's like, I can't believe you took me to, <laughs> to go and break up this date with Abby. I don't know. It was really <laughs> funny to me, and. And then what's up with Dr. Mike where he's like, hey, come sit with us. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, laugh. <laughs> he's too nice. Yeah. That was <laughs> what so, a man. It was so funny to me. Yeah. I loved it. And so then there's this awkward double date all of a sudden. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. And they're both yeah, like having this battle of who can compliment, can't compliment her the most. And, yeah, and uh, so awkward. Yeah, and Kate invites Doctor Mike to the to the gala, and and so anyway, there he's gonna be there, and and I just thought that whole sequence was really fun, and then we get this whole sequence where they have to pick out the band, and so Donna Mills like right. has to maneuver everything to try to get it so that it's Abby and and nick they're picking out the band and uh <laughs> i i mean the the band we didn't really get to hear them that much uh it they just seem like kind of an odd we <laughs> seem like kind of an odd fit for a gala but yeah. whatever and then we we get them dancing though and that was really cute i like that a lot that was a really cute moment it was probably my favorite moment mm-hmm but he says that 12 days of christmas is his favorite song and like the word <laughs> I, I mean i hate to <laughs> i mean if any listeners i mean in my opinion the 12 days of christmas is the drinking song of christmas songs because it's seriously it's just like 99 bottles of beer on the wall but it's christmas right uh 12 days of christmas yeah another round <laughs> on the 11th day of christmas oh my gosh by the end you're like i never want to hear another song again it's a total earworm it's the worst i'm like yeah. that's nobody's favorite that's it's probably Nobody. a lot of people listening's favorite and if it is please put in the comment section why like 12 days of christmas and is Stephanie's trial version the best one yeah, yeah. it's actually the worst <laughs> right. that's right and so uh then he says i can't believe you're going to see santa without me uh, he's very upset and and but kate is very mad about it and there's this whole merger and everything like that they throw out a lot of businessy words you know kind of going on here and uh and then they find out that oh they're now they're backing out of the merger because oh you don't really care about our company enough to i mean this is <laughs> this is quite the businessman here that he's willing to forgo a major merger just because this evident this person who's evidently been very involved up until this point misses one phone call <laughs> which right he yeah. gives to his very competent very involved uh senior vp uh <laughs> we're like what like, it was a little much but whatever 
It was kind of funny, but he's really upset. And he's like, I can't believe that you distracted me from all of this other stuff. And all these people are going to lose their jobs. And I'm sorry, but you're just a distraction. Were you really mad at him when he did that? When he said that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we get to the, uh, we, we see the Christmas pageant, which was so cute and yeah it was adorable and we see her showing the house and she's made this whole corner of of his office with the uh with the hat from the carolers and the like program or something like that of the carolers and this whole thing and he's like, i can't believe you remembered that was really cute and yeah and they show up to the, then there's the gala and this was actually my major critique of this movie why is mm-hmm. she wearing a black dress at the Christmas gala? I guess uh, it's just a fashion episode. So yeah. She looked really pretty, but it should have been red or green or blue. I will allow blue. <laughs> yeah, like a, a dark green or a dark red. Yeah. yeah that would have been good. It was weird. Why was it black dress? I, I, mean, I know. Even a metallic. I, I'll allow <laughs> A metallic, a silver, a gold, whatever. Yes, I, any of those colors would have been great. A black dress. I was horrified. I don't understand why they made that choice. It was so weird. Uh, and so basically, Kate ends up telling Walter that she's going to make a big proposal because the merger ends up getting saved. She's like, this is my perfect time to make a big proposal. And the thing is, is that no human being in the history of the world would ever describe asking for a raise as a, as a going to make a pro- proposal. Like, they would never describe it that way. It was done sh- purely in order to make this false, this, this confusion for the end. I'm right. not saying they didn't like it, but it was very false. <laughs> it was very phony. Um, but just from hearing that, Abby leaves storms out and the thing about it is that like her dad says oh you need to make a grand gesture and i'm like what has nick done nick has done nothing i mean nothing at all like you could go back way to the your distraction thing i guess but i have a feel i have a feeling that kate proposing and asking for a raise is supposedly something that he's done wrong when he hasn't done anything Uh, wrong nothing at all if she hadn't stormed off, then he, like, she's the one that did something technically wrong. She judged him right. and stormed off and didn't let him explain what was happening. And so that was weird to me. Like, why on earth would he need a grand gesture? Just him coming, right. yeah. just, just him coming to her house. That's a grand gesture. Yeah. And... I don't understand, like, it was a weird element, too, because grand gestures had not been a thing in the movie. It's not like that mm-hmm. was, because, you know, in, in something like, something like Say Anything, which is the ultimate grand gesture in a romantic comedy, that's a theme of the movie, is grand gestures. <laughs> they talk about multiple times. And yeah, so that was weird. And he ends up bringing this string quartet, and she's in her pajamas, and... They have their cute little moment, which I did really like. It was really good when, uh, and 
Uh, he says, I am here because I can't imagine spending Christmas without you. And I did, and I just love, this is so cheesy, but I just loved it when he's like, I am that someone. <laughs> I can, <laughs> I, it's like, I had this all wrong and there is so much more to life than work. <laughs> it was so romantic. And it was so funny was. because the Christmas movie Christmas uh, on Up TV, which was brilliant. They showed this this mock clip of a Hallmark, basically a Hallmark Christmas movie, and the ending was almost exactly the same of this fake movie. It was so funny. Oh my the, goodness! The, the actors like, I want to be that man for you. <laughs> I just was like, <laughs> it was exactly the same as this speech, which was so funny. Anyway, you're like, I just saw this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and. Uh, and he, he says, yep, yeah. he says, you asked what I want for Christmas, and that's you. I want to be with you. Uh, <laughs> it was so really, good. It was really good. And so there we go. That's the movie. And so how many crowns would you give Christmas wishes and mistletoe kisses? I would give it a 3.5. Great. And I, I'll give it a solid four. I really enjoyed it, even though I was kind of nitpicking it. It was more just for funny. Yeah. I, I, I did think they had good chemistry, and I thought that uh, the kid was super cute, and I liked her dad, and I liked Dr. Mike. And I even yeah. thought that uh, Kate was a decent character for the role. Uh, I... I liked that it wasn't a whole movie about planning a party, which is what I was worried about when I saw the clip this summer. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. boring. Uh, so that was good. And so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, even though it had its ridiculous parts. I'm sorry. It gives it a 3.5. Okay, great. Uh, so 3.5 from, from both of you. Uh, four from me. Yeah. And I admit it, I might be a little bit more generous just because it was the first and uh, I, you know, I love these movies. We have some comments from our patrons about these two movies. The first is from Colleen. I really liked Jill and Matthew together. They had good chemistry and a new child actor, at least to me. He was adorable. Still have to watch the other one yet. So Caroline says that Christmas Wishes Mistletoe Kisses was my favorite. I love Jill and Matthew's chemistry. Max stole the show when he showed up in his little tux, though. Yeah, he was so cute, that little boy. So Lisa says, only watched Christmas Wishes, Mistletoe Kisses, and I thought it was cute until the end, and that kind of fell flat for me. So Scott, he says, for Merry Christmas Match, I shopped eBay. I advanced five levels on one of my matching game apps, and I filed away emails in my inbox. I didn't plan to do these things, (laughs) but I got bored, so I got productive. So Scott also says, I thought Christmas Wishes, Mistletoe Kisses was a good movie to start out with. It was fine, but I don't think it will make my top 10 for this Christmas season. And then Laura, she says, I only watched Christmas Wishes, Mistletoe Kisses, and I really enjoyed it. Jill and Matt had good chemistry. So there we go. Yo, that's my thoughts on it. And thank you so much, you guys, for being willing to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's always so much fun. To talk with you you're and, welcome <laughs> thanks and uh, you know i love your guys's posts they always make me laugh so thank you yeah 
So uh, how, where can people find you on online and all that, your, your, what you do? Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Hunks of Hallmark. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. Make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast all over as all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. And if you're listening on YouTube, if you can give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel, we sure appreciate that as well. And uh, so thank you very much, you guys. And, uh, and we'll look forward to next week and have a great Halloween and a great Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy Merry Halloween. Christmas.